Hello, ACB. This is the Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired Access Technology Department. I'm Erin Lauridson, and I'll be your tour guide for this digital presentation. As the Director of Access Technology at Lighthouse, I'm excited to tell you a little bit about our programs and services. We're based in San Francisco, but if you're farther away, please don't change the channel because we have virtual programs and classes to tell you about. If anything we talk about today piques your interest, you can reach us by emailing at at lighthouse-sf.org. Part of our work in the Access Technology Department is making sure that apps, websites, and other digital services are as accessible as they can be. We also work to provide high-quality access technology training to make sure that people who are blind and have low vision have the skills and resources that you need to navigate our ever-increasingly digital world. Whatever we're doing, it's all about community, because none of us can do this alone. As you may have noticed, technology is always changing, and we need our blind and low-vision community to stay up to date. First, I'll tell you a little bit about our accessibility services. These are designed for companies and app developers who want to understand more about how to make their products and services accessible to those of us who are blind. If you run into an app or a website or some sort of digital service that isn't as accessible as it can be, feel free to refer companies to the Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired. We provide corporate trainings where we explain things like a deep dive into how screen readers work or how to provide inclusive customer service when the customers you're serving aren't using the mouse and visual interface that you're used to. We also provide functional accessibility reviews so we can sit down with product developers and walk through their website or app using access technology tools and explaining to them along the way how they can improve their code to make using their app or service a better experience for those of us who are using screen readers or magnification. For those of you who might be local to the San Francisco Bay Area, we also offer user testing, where companies come to Lighthouse and sit down with everyday blind and low vision people who use their products to learn what works and what doesn't about how the products are currently designed. If you want to refer a company to us who might be interested in working with Lighthouse, or if you're local and want to be one of our user testers, you can email us at 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 lighthouse sf.org. Don't worry, we'll be saying that email address a few more times throughout this presentation. Next, I want to tell you about our access technology training. But like I said, it's all about community. So maybe the best thing to do first is to have you meet some of our access technology specialists and instructors. Here they are. Hi. I'm Amy, and it's my goal to help you better understand the language in which your computer speaks. It has been my understanding that 
our interactions with computers, phones, and other technology is really something of a conversation. So when you are working with a device, you are going to give it a command, whether that be with a keyboard shortcut, clicking a mouse, double tapping an icon, or otherwise interacting with the input of that machine. And in return, the computer is going to provide you information in a form that you ideally can read, whether that be using text-to-speech in a screen reading program, or braille on a braille display, or even larger, darker text on the screen. So the way that I like to teach is to focus on helping you understand the computer's specific language for explaining information. That includes things like headings, links, buttons, graphics on the web, what do they do and what do they mean to you, as well as the fundamentals of moving the cursor, gaining and losing focus, and directing the screen reader to get the information you need. I have taught iOS, Android, NVDA and JAWS on Windows, and some voiceover on the Mac. I love to discuss web accessibility and ways that you can make your web browsing experience more fluid and fluent. And it is always my desire to help you be a more confident computer user, knowing that it's really pretty hard to break these guys. So it's okay to explore and to read things. So I would love to get to work with you if you're interested in speaking with us. Thanks so much. My name is Casey, and I am an access technology instructor with the Lighthouse for the Blind of San Francisco. My main instruction focuses are screen readers for iOS and the PC, with a little bit of digital recorder note-taking mixed in there. I've found a great deal of meaning in this work because technology facilitates both independence and connection. And if I may, I'm just going to give a quick a couple of examples of what I mean by that. So, for example, it's very impactful for me when uh, a student of mine learns how to use shopping apps and is, for the first time, able to buy their groceries online without any cited help whatsoever. It's also very impactful for me when a student uh, learns how to use, oh, let's just say, a very uh, popular virtual meetings application and comes to me later saying that he can now make video calls to his family in Finland. Um, I'll never forget working with uh, someone for the first time, and I was explaining just a small handful of things that uh, he could do on his device with voiceover. Uh, and this person had uh, lost a lot of vision in a short amount of time and legitimately didn't know that he could use uh, his device with voiceover for that many things. And his exact words were, Wow, I can do that? And I'm just going to say it thrills me to no end to be someone who can say, yes, you sure can do that, and here's how. So 
it's not just keyboards and phones and touch screens and swiping and tapping and clicking around. And believe me, I'm a nerd. I love that stuff. All that stuff is good. But more importantly for me, it's about facilitating independence and connection. Because if you put those two things together, that's empowerment. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jeffrey Colon, and I am an access technology specialist. I've been working in access technology for the last 20 years. As a bilingual instructor, I can provide services in English and Spanish. I can teach blind and low vision users how to set up and use the iPhone, the iPad, Android, Mac, Windows, Braille displays, Braille embossers, CCTVs, portable recorders, as well as smart technologies such as speakers, lights, and others. Hello, I'm Jeff. I came to technology teaching by a somewhat different route than many technology trainers. I lost most of my sight later in life while finishing a career as professor of computer science. To deal with this crisis of not being able to see, I started getting training in technology and other areas at the Lighthouse for the Blind. Soon I was volunteering to teach others using my newfound knowledge. I found this a happy combination of being able to use my experience as a teacher with my long-time interest in technology together with what I was learning at the Lighthouse and on my own. Eventually, I moved into a three-day-a-week paid position at the Lighthouse. I find working at the Lighthouse very satisfying. I can see an immediate benefit of my teaching with my students. These students are often in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, and I feel I have a certain level of compassion for them since I lost my sight later in life, as most of them did also. Hello, my name is Shen. I'm an Access Technology Coordinator at the Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired. We have a dynamic and passionate team of Access Technology Specialists and Instructors. We are problem solvers, and our job is to seek solutions to technologies. In my many years of experience teaching technology, I have worked with everyone from an 18-year-old child entering college needing a technology assessment to an 80-year-old person who new to vision loss who just needs that one device to keep them connected to the world. I have taught topics ranging from Google Docs, Office Suite, PCs, Macs, smartphones, smart tablets, screen readers, screen magnifiers, and everything in between. And do you know what's the best part of my team? Everyone is vision impaired. That means not only do we teach these devices, we also use them. One of the biggest things that gives me pleasure when working with someone is after working with them, they tell me, hey, I think I got it. I know what to do with my technology. And you see them take their technology to the next level. Technology is here to work for you. It's not meant to give you headaches. Now that you've gotten to meet some of the great people that I work with every day, I'll tell you some ways that you can connect with us. We have virtual workshops that are available to anyone, regardless of where you are or where you're at in your technology journey. To join our mailing list, you can send an email to 
at at lighthouse-sf.org and let us know that you're interested in being added to our program's mailing list. We'd love to know where you're from and where you heard about us. Some of our recent workshops have included the Tech Together online series, where we've shared tips and tricks and had community conversations around a variety of topics related to sheltering in place during the COVID-19 pandemic, and a few that were not so related, but that we thought were important as well. These topics ranged from ordering food and groceries online, to using tech for social distancing, to playing games and staying in touch with friends while we're at home. We also offer in-depth topical workshops a recent one was called Level Up Your Listening Skills and talked about how to make the very most out of the text-to-speech that we hear every day from our phones, our computers, even our smart speakers. Sometimes it can just seem like chatter in the background. Hopefully I'm not seeming like chatter in the background by this point in our advertisements. We also offer individual intensive training so that people can work towards their individual technology goals. If you live in Northern California, please do reach out to us if you have technology training needs, because we work with the California Department of Rehabilitation, as well as with a number of grants to cover technology training for people who are learning their basic skills and people who need to learn advanced skills to get or keep a job or keep up at school or with any aspects of life. If you're outside of our geographical area, we're well-equipped to provide access technology training virtually. So if your state rehabilitation agency or your employer needs qualified access technology specialists to provide you the training that you need, please reach out to us as well. Again, you can reach us at 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 lighthouse-sf.org. If I haven't convinced you yet that you should check out some of our online events, here are a few of our recent attendees to tell you about their experiences. Hi, I'm Mike Cole from Berkeley, California, and I'm here to tell you about something I've been doing lately. I've been a student again. Oh my gosh, it's been a long time. But this being a student is particularly relevant because it has to do with technology, personal technology, iPhone technology, and all the new consumer goods. Well, it can be very hard to get good instruction, but our San Francisco Lighthouse has addressed that issue with a couple of formats that I want to tell you about. First, I had about a year of individual lessons because the Lighthouse found resources to fund uh, lessons for people like me who are no longer eligible for rehabilitation services. So I got lessons that were informal, where my teacher and I would try to solve a problem. We did a lot of laughing, too, by the way. And more formal problems, like, so what do all these settings things mean anyway? And it worked out very well for me. I know that my knowledge was increased. But then the Lighthouse did another thing, and that's what I want to tell you about. It's called Tech Together, 
in person, we had maybe as many as six or 10 people that would meet with Lighthouse staff instructors, and we would talk about anything. And we would do it at the Lighthouse. But of course, you know how it is. We can't do that right now, but we are doing Zoom meetings once a week on Tuesdays from 2 p.m. until 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. And we usually have a topic. Today, it's going to be the smart house, you know, all those fancy plugs you can get that you can tell your house how to turn on the lights and close the garage door. And last week, it was gaming, accessible games that started out with board games, but ended up with those fancy computer games with avatars and competition and just how quick are you? Well, we talk about appliances and consumer goods, no end of things. And the format is the instructors make formal presentations. We can all try to take notes. Oh, we had a session on note-taking, as a matter of fact. And then it's thrown open and we can ask questions or share our techniques and strategies. Technology is a key to making us independent and self-confident. It's the way we can shop, especially now. Whoa. You know, one of the most fun parts about this Tech Together is you may hear a voice that you haven't heard in many years, and that can be big fun. So, think about it. Tech Together, a concept that really can be a model. My name is Marissa, and I have been thoroughly enjoying the Tech Together sessions that have been offered by the Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired in San Francisco. It's been a really informative way to learn about all kinds of technology from items that help in the household, such as speakers and interactive devices like Echo and Alexa, as well as learning how to operate around the kitchen better, recipe ideas, cooking tips, audiobooks, and podcast information. And every time I end a session, I walk away with new ideas and I either download a new app or try something new on a device that I already have or occasionally purchase something on Amazon that sounded like a really great help for me. And I'm just so thankful to the Lighthouse and all of the Access Technology team and staff because it's been a, a great way to stay positive and learn new things during this stay-at-home order. And as I mentioned, I learned something new every single time. I've also been working with the Access Technology team on one-on-one -on -one computer skills and training on Microsoft Outlook and Word and getting more proficient on Zoom and social media. And that has been very helpful getting that one-on-one -on -one time to ask questions that, you know, pertain to my own situation and to be able to keep learning and building my skills as a visually impaired person who is working part-time and continuing to learn things that help me not only in my personal life, but, but in the workplace as well. So thank you very much to, to everyone at the Lighthouse. And um, I think I speak for us all when we say that these uh, Tech Togethers have been very enjoyable and informative. Good afternoon, Erin. It's Catherine. I want to take a moment to thank you and your technology staff for all of the Tech Together sessions that I've enjoyed over the past couple of months, along with the individual tech training as well, of course. I really appreciate all the effort that you go through every week 
to provide a panel format on a particular topic and then allow questions at the end. The format is informative, organized, and so very well presented. I look forward to the group every week. I learned not only from your staff, but from also the questions and comments done by those who participate in the group. The group really and truly allows those of us who would have quite a commute into San Francisco, if we could even make it during the shelter-in-place time, to enjoy and expand our knowledge on the field of adaptive technology. I have downloaded several apps and have really been using them as an example. The Shortcuts app that was discussed in a recent Tech Together workshop has been an absolute lifesaver to my productivity. The Keep Me on Task shortcut has truly done that. And that one bit from that one discussion and some follow-up from my individual tech trainer has enabled me to create productivity time that is undisturbed and has allowed me to get several more things done than I would have gotten done otherwise. And this is just one example of an app that I learned about from your staff that has really made a huge difference for me on a daily basis. I'm also enjoying and learning to use the Drafts app that had been discussed in a recent workshop. Again, I just want to let you know how much I really and truly enjoy the Tech Together as well as the individualized technology training. Jeffrey's doing a great job. We've been reviewing some things in Microsoft Word and in Outlook and have really been increasing my productivity as well as diagnosing some issues on my computer. Here are a few samples from our recent online workshops. First, we'll pop in on Casey and I talking about using screen readers on the web. Today, we are talking about using our screen readers to fill out online forms. Uh, and these forms, of course, are part of websites. So our screen readers don't just read the screen to us. Thank goodness, because there's often a lot of information on the screen. So if they did read the whole screen to us, we would probably be overwhelmed, confused, frustrated, etc. which is maybe sometimes how we feel already uh, when we tackle complicated websites, but it could be worse. Uh, so the screen reader allows you to be in the driver's seat to navigate and interact by different elements. Elements are just parts of the web page, pieces of it. So you get to pick uh, what you explore and how you navigate. And some of those elements are interactive, meaning you could change them. Things like edit fields that you can write in, pickers or combo boxes where you can make a selection from a list of items, or check boxes that you can either check or leave unchecked. There are other elements around those, like text, graphics, hopefully even labeled graphics, headings, and other things that you may just wish to read and explore, but that you're not allowed to change. But some of those other elements, like the headings, might help direct you to the form that you're looking for. So we're going to talk a little bit, a bit, bit today about those different types of elements and how they work and how you can use them to fill out forms, both on your computer or on your iOS device. So with that, I'm going to hand it off to Casey to talk about the different modes that you might use, whether you're dealing with static content that you can't change or elements that you can change, interactive elements. Here, and I'm going to start us off by talking about these different modes. 
and uh, how you can uh, use them to navigate through a website with a screen reader. So um, the ones I'm going to be talking about are read-only mode and interaction-only mode. And I'll go into a little bit of what those are. So read-only mode, this is the mode on a PC. This is the mode in which you can use quick navigation keys to jump between elements on a web page. So for example, uh, using H to go through your headings or using Shift H to go backwards through your headings. Um, and uh, in terms of using voiceover, you would use something called the rotor, which I'll get into a little bit later. And you can activate that and go through lists of headings and graphics and things. If you really want to go through your list of graphics, you can. Uh, so different names for these modes. So screen readers use different names for these modes, but they're essentially the same read-only mode. JAWS calls it PC cursor mode, uh, NVDA calls it browse mode, and voice only, sorry, voice over only has one word for this, and it's quick nav mode, and whether it's, uh, it only, it tells you whether it's on or off, so if quick nav mode is on, you're kind of in that read-only mode. If quick nav is off, you're in interaction-only mode, which I'm going to talk about, so interaction-only mode, this is the mode in which you interact with elements on a web page. So typing text into the edit fields and uh, pressing enter to go into a combo box and select different options. Um, JAWS calls this forms mode. NVDA calls this focus mode. And like I said with voiceover, voiceover just tells you quick nav mode is off. So you know that you can interact with your elements that you're interacting with. Now we'll peek in on level up your listening skills where Amy is explaining how text-to-speech can be useful, whether or not you're a full-time screen reader user. First, why, why should I care? Why should I spend more time on using my text-to-speech listening skills? First, there's a good old-fashioned why not. Um, it's no harm, and it's another tool you can have around. It's actively being used all around the world by all sorts of folks, um, both people with print reading disabilities and sighted folks. You can find text-to-speech in lots of public venues. The train platforms here in the Bay Area um, announce using a text-to-speech voice what trains are coming. Uh, you can hear them sometimes when you call for weather information and increasingly folks are even able to use it for uh, reviewing their work in applications like Word and um, the like. In fact, that's the second reason that a lot of people have really taken to text-to-speech that has nothing to do with disability. Um, having something read aloud to you can give you a completely different view of that piece of writing. When you read it uh, in print or Braille, you are able to see the ways that sentences are constructed and you get a specific particular perspective on what's being written and communicated. But it's a very different perspective when you listen, especially with something you've written yourself. A lot of um, writing teachers will recommend that people actually read the piece aloud or have someone else read to them in order to hear how their words fall. 
speak is spoken and mm -hmm. uh, written communications really kind of hit our brains a bit differently. And the mm -hmm. text-to-speech makes that nice and easy and available for folks. If you'd like to learn more about our corporate services or our access technology training, or to be added to our event list for future online workshops, you can email at at lighthouse-sf.org. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us today to learn about the Access Technology Department at Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired in San Francisco, California.